You know I'm gonna get you, yeah, whatever it takes to get there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsall, no Jake Simone for this week. As previously mentioned, he will be going on the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show to discuss Dynasty Fantasy League. So uh, Jake will be on that. But in the meantime... We have Adam on the Basement Talk podcast. Hi, buddy. Hey, Bird. How you doing? Okay. How you doing? Pretty good. It's always weird when I don't when I don't do intros. Very, very, but, very strange. Yeah, but I'm used to it at this point. Adam, I have a question for you though. Okay. What's my what is it? On a scale of one to a hundred. One to a hundred. Mm-hmm. How excited are you to not be talking about football? Oh, I am through the moon, <laughs> through the roof, to the moon, to infinity and beyond. That's correct. My my rating on a scale of one to one hundred is one hundred and twenty. That's stupendous. That is great news. So instead of talking about football like Adam and I always do on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, go check it out. Great program. We will be talking about the NHL playoffs, which of course will be starting this weekend. We will be talking about the NBA and the lead in, so to speak, towards the NBA playoffs. We'll be looking at standings, all of that sort. New York Knicks, the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks. Great, great franchise. And we'll also, I should have mentioned this when talking about the NHL, but we'll be talking about the New York Rangers. Adam and I, of course, big Rangers fans. So uh, we'll have a little discussion about, you know, where we stand. Of course, the Rangers firing uh, David Quinn over the past couple of days. So basically talking about who could be the next head coach for the New York Rangers. And once that guy is hired, then what is next to come for the New York Rangers and their franchise. So we'll be doing that. And then at the end, we will have him out Rushmore. Okay. It is a surprise. I haven't done one of these in a while. I'm excited. It is a surprise. I'm not telling you what the topic is. All, all I will say is it is a topic where we can both get behind. Okay. Well, I think it would make for per, uh, it would make for a pretty shitty route Mount Rushmore if you knew about the top. Like I couldn't. I know that you and Jake did a Kenny Chesney Mount Rushmore. Yeah, great guy. I would, love him. And I would have been like, I don't even know one song. Adam, it is a topic that we both are well versed and well educated in. Okay. Where when I tell you. You will have no problem coming up with a selection of four things that fit the criteria. Okay. You will have no problem. Trust. I trust you. I do. Yeah, I do. So even though Adam is here and even though there is no Jake, the grind never stops. Death Taxes and the Basement Talk podcast starting off with Deep Sleeper of the Week. So Adam, your Deep Sleeper of the Week. Pretty please, sir. I have a deep sleeper of the week, and this man is turning into a a New York Mets folk hero due to the fact that he had a walk-off fielder's choice on Saturday, this past Saturday, this past weekend against the Diamondbacks. And then on Tuesday, he had another walk-off fielder's choice against the Baltimore Orioles. This man... His name is Patrick Mazika. 
He is a just a he's a I think he's a catcher, journeyman. Journey. He's not. No, he's not a journeyman. He's a young guy. He hasn't. He had. Here's the thing about Patrick Muzika. He is like a pretty young guy. Does not have any major league hits at all. None. And yet, two walk off fielder's choices. You love to say it. Fielder's choice. Yeah. You love to say it. You do. You really do. And all the celebrations are, are amazing. And every single and both times the Met, as is tradition, I guess, for Mets players who uh, hit walk off, whatever. His shirt was ripped off, and he's just walking around without a shirt, looking like Mac Jones. Looking like Mac Jones. Speaking of Mac Jones, I don't know if you saw the someone did a hair swap of Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. It has definitely been making the rounds on on Instagram. It is kind of scary. Horrifying. Yeah. I will say Trevor Lawrence does look good with the short hair. Mac Jones with long hair, he looks like a woman. I have met Mac Jones with long hair at every single like frat sorority mixer I've ever been to. I could probably say the same. <laughs> but the New York New York Mets flying high. Yep. All right. My Is deep- it a rat? Is it a raccoon? Who knows? <laughs> it's my deep sleep. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this. Is one. it Tony D'Angelo? <laughs> Love Tony D'Angelo, great guy. My deep sleep I'm gonna keep very, very quick. And I discovered so I was uh I was in bed last night. And I was just out, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you just, you can't sleep and you just, you just need something to watch. Just let your mind just kind of relax and, you know, you just, you know, sort of fade away. I found myself watching an Adam. I don't know if you were a fan of this program back in the day, but I feel like everybody who was an avid watcher of the Discovery Channel back in the day had to have been a huge fan of Deadliest Catch. Uh, I, I've watched a couple episodes of Deadliest Catch. What a program. What a program. I watched probably about four episodes last night. I was up till 3 a.m. watching. By the time, by the time I actually stopped, because the way it's Discovery Plus is it just goes. It doesn't even give you an option to stop. It just goes. So by the time that I actually said to myself, oh, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little tired. Look at the clock, 3.15. Like, oh, shit. I'm yeah. doing a podcast in eight hours. Fuck. And yet here you are. And yet here I am, all all spunky and ready to kick ass on the day. You know, I've been there watching episodes of uh, of the Clone Wars on Disney Plus, where it just goes. Yeah, Another, I, I'm I'm telling you, these, from my childhood, these streaming services are deadly. Yeah, because it, it, honestly, if I did not have that yawn at three fifteen and was saying to myself, "Man, I'm, you know, I'm a little tired." I would have kept watching till 4 a.m. I would have watched one more because I wasn't exactly that. Like I wasn't super exhausted, but I looked at the clock and I said, okay, yeah, I, I need to go to sleep. It's not a matter if I want to, I, I need to. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise I would not be here currently at 11, 11 a.m. on Friday, May 14th in the year of our Lord, 2021. All smiley and chipper. I would still be in the 29th dimension. Yeah, you'd still be. You'll still be in May in May 13th, 
Basically. I'll still be I'll still be in May 13th. Yes. I I wouldn't even know what May 14th is yet. Right. I, I the world could have been burning on May 14th and I wouldn't know it because I would have been in the 29th dimension still. Thanks to the deadliest catch. Well, that is that is a deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. Everyone go check out Deadliest Catch on Discovery Plus. Great program. All right, Adam. So what do you want to do first? You want to talk uh, about the NHL or you want to talk about talk the about NBA? It. Let's talk about the NHL. The NHL? Beautiful. Okay. So what would you like to do first pertaining to the NHL? Would you like to talk about the Rangers or would you like to just knock out playoff predictions first and then talk about the Rangers? Let's talk about the Rangers because talk about the Rangers. Okay. Not doing the playoffs, so it makes more sense. Do it Fair. First. Fair. I, 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 I like your order. Bird buck for you. I don't want to rub it in because I'm also very sad about this. Oh, believe me, there, there are a lot of distraught people. But at the end of the day, David Quinn did go uh, did go away with the Rangers playoff hope. So, you know what, that, that's you take some, you lose some there. So, yes, the New York Rangers, not a playoff team this year. And over the course of the last week, week and a half, sweeping changes have been made throughout the organizational structure. Team president John Davidson, general manager Jeff Gordon, and now Rangers head coach David Quinn, all gone. Goodbye. Also, apparently Brian Leach. Later. If Brian Leach resigned, yeah, yeah, as, as an advisor, and I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, I had no idea Brian Leach was even working for the organization. Had no I idea. Think, literally, all of the Twitter replies to when Larry Brooks tweeted that they were just like, "I didn't even know Brian Leach was here." I no idea, no idea. I I didn't have a clue. So I saw that, and I have a Rangers group that was just going off. I was like, "Guys, wait a minute." Did any of you even fucking know that Brian Leach was working as an advisor in the front office? Because I sure as shit didn't. I think I'm pretty well fucking connected. I maybe, had no clue. Maybe Brian Leach is resigning to take uh, up Jacques Martin's position when the new head coach is hired. So he can further develop Adam Fox into himself. Well, that's a very, um, very good segue in talking about what's next for the Rangers, which is the discussion that we are, uh, we're definitely going to have. So uh, basically now it's time to look for a new head coach for the New York Rangers and a couple of names that have been thrown around uh, Bob Hartley, former Calgary flames head coach who has connections with Chris Drury, John Tortorella. Former... Wait, didn't he win a cup with the avalanche? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Drury was also, there. Also worth mentioning. <laughs> yep. John Tortorella, former Rangers head coach, former Blue Jackets Twice. head coach, head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, won, a, won, of course, a Stanley Cup with the Lightning, and Gerard Gallant, who we'll talk about more about him in, in a second, and Adam on a believability meter of 0 to 100, Mike Babcock, which, Ugh. hell no. Hell no. See, that's the thing that I... Some of the reasons that I don't like Babcock are the reasons why I wouldn't want Tortorella. Just because you saw what all the stuff that came out about Toronto, about what happened in Toronto with Mitch Marner. He made Mitch Marner rank the play, rank his teammates based on how much effort they give. And then he, for some reason, lost his shit and was like, I'm going to show this to everybody. Here's how much more I ranked you, ranked you. And then he admitted and said, yeah, I fucked up there. I was like, no, of course you did. Why did you do it in the first place? Yeah. 
and then not to mention uh, his, I guess the uh, what's the way to bullying accusations. Yes. There we go. That uh, supposedly happened in Detroit. Right. And also the fact that he was a dick to Mike Badano. True. And who would be a dick to Mike Badano? Love him. Love him. Great guy. But Adam, based on all of those names, who is the favorite in your mind? Who would you want as head coach of the New York Rangers? Well, I want these options aren't like. Well, it doesn't have to be limited to those options. It could be any. Well, op- it could be anybody else that. That's yeah. like if Rod Brindamore doesn't go back to Carolina. Of course, Brindamore becomes number one. Of course, yeah. I mean, if the if the if the Winnipeg Jets like get swept in the playoffs by the Oilers, then I would and Paul Maurice gets fired. I would want Paul Maurice as head coach of the Rangers. Interesting. But that's, you know, no nobody's talking about it because he's in a job. And the Jets are in the playoffs. If the Jets didn't make the playoffs, then different story. But, I mean, who knows? It's kind of, yeah. Well, what's, because, I mean, I'll, I'll say it up, uh, just up front. My guy is Gerard Gallant. 100%. Yes. 100%. And out of the current options, my guy is also Gerard Gallant. Even if Maurice becomes available, and, and Maurice has done an unbelievable job in Winnipeg, but even if they get swept, I don't think Winnipeg is going to just kick Paul Maurice to the curb. I don't think so. The only guy that I think, if he were to become available, that I would take over Gallant is Rod Brindamore from Carolina. But Suppose what I've heard at least is that his contract is worked out. It's done. So he won't he won't yeah. become available. So for me, the guy is is Gallant, players coach through and through. Of course, his claim to fame really was taking the newly expansioned Las Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup final in year one, losing, of course, to the Washington Capitals. He can come in. He'll be a breath of fresh air. He'll be something different. And he'll be a guy with experience who's done this before. And people, the thing with Gallant that a lot of people are kind of soured on is that his playoff record is not great. But, I mean, let, let's be fair. He would come in to a Rangers team that is expected, at least this year, upcoming, to make a real push for the playoffs, be a playoff team, and make a run at it. That that's the objective. And then over the summer, which we'll get to in a minute, there's a ton of opportunities to really improve this team. The thing about Gerard Gallant, also, I mean, his playoff record, whatever. He got jobbed by the refs in Florida True. against the Islanders that one year in 2016. True. Correct. And I think that is it too is it too controversial to say that this Rangers team now is more talented than the expansion golden Knights that Gallant was, was coaching in 2017, 18. I think it's more top heavy. I think the Rangers, I think the Rangers at least at the top have better players than the expansion golden Knights did, but I think as a collective team. I think that golden Knights team was better. Yeah. But in terms of like the star power. Oh yeah. There's, there's definitely more star power with this Rangers team. No doubt. Right. Exactly. I think that one thing that was mentioned that I think kind of is in the back of people's minds also is that Gerard Gallant has been fired in very weird ways, like very, 
every single time he's gotten fired, it's been in the past, his past two jobs. It's been, he's been fired three times. He's been, he's been fired three times. And each time has been, he's been fired in the middle of his third year. It's been really weird. It's like Jose Mourinho. Every single time. He's like Jose Mourinho. He's like Jose Mourinho. Yes. Only he's not a dick. Yeah. Fuck Jose. I know. Terrible. Prick. For different reasons. Anyway. Uh, Jose's, Jose's just a prick. Dracolon is a nice man. He is. He is. No, but that's the thing. He's such a nice guy. Why has he... He got, like, dicked over by the Panthers. He got fired in the middle of a road trip. And he had to take a taxi back from the stadium to, like, to the airport. I mean, Vegas, it was such a surprise. Especially at the time, people were like, what the fuck is going on? Because they fired Gerard Gallant. And they replaced him with Peter DeBoer. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it worked out for Vegas, but like still, though. Yeah, and, and Gallant, after the fact, has had some uh, some not nice things to say about uh, P- Peter DeBoer, which which if that's the case, and he absolutely loves Peter DeBoer, he'll be perfect in New York. He'll be yeah. perfect. Everybody hates Peter DeBoer in New York. Fuck him. Terrible. Fuck him. And yeah. Gerard Gallant, though, at least for me, if it's going to happen. It's going to happen pretty quick because he has world championship duties with team Canada. He has to go to Latvia for the world championships. So he's going to be coaching Canada for that, at least in a part-time sort of deal. The Rangers have already reached out to the golden Knights. They have gotten permission to interview Gallant and that oh, interview is he still is... on a contract with them. Technically, uh, technically. Yeah. Technically. Oh. That's so so he need so he needed to get permission from them and they they approved. So uh Gallant, at least from what, what I if understand, they were like, no. is first up. Can you imagine? If the Golden Knights said no. Yeah, what if they were just like, no, you can't interview Gerard Gallant? Uh, then that I would say fuck the Golden Knights. <laughs> but they haven't said that. And no. we're we're and we we're so we're we're on good terms with the with the Golden Knights. But I mean, I'm shocked that he is still available i'm shocked that the that the uh, seattle kraken haven't hired him yet because that for me is like a match made in heaven another expansion team gerard gallant goes in there going to take them to a stanley cup final as well stunned that hasn't happened but i think uh, gm ron francis is kind of waiting and seeing what the deal is with brenda moore because i think that's like that's the dream hire for for francis teammates with brenda moore in carolina Take your old buddy up to uh, up to Seattle, and you can have a. Uh, they could become the Seattle Hurricanes. Oh my god! <laughs> they could Bro, become no, the Seattle there, Hurricanes. There are no there are no hurricanes in Seattle. No, they're ju- they're just cyclones and typhoons. Yeah. No, they're no typhoons. But I there mean, are there, kraken. There are kraken in Seattle. Apparently, there are lots of kraken in Seattle. <laughs> there are also rangers in New York. For some reason, lots of Rangers in New York, lots of Rangers, and there are devils in New Jersey. I can confirm. Well, that's based off an actual myth. That's that's real. The I, Jersey I, Devil. I can confirm. I yeah. can confirm. There are lots totally of devils, real. lots of devils in uh, in New Jersey. So, before we talk, just talk about the Rangers and just a much much more broader scope. Is there anybody, Adam, that you would think is an outside the box potential hire by? The Rangers. Um, I don't know. It's kind of 
the way the NHL is, it's very retread centric. It's either you're either going in house or you're getting a retread. It just doesn't really happen where you get these uh, outside the box hires where it's like, here, we're going to give you your shot because the NHL is a, is a good old boys club. I think you could say that again. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously one name that people uh, should be thinking about is Chris Knobloch, who is the current head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. And Chris Drury was the GM of the Hartford Wolfpack. So, you know, it's kind of a easy connection there. Um, and I mean, some of the other names that are available are just not really inspiring to me either. Unless there's something super, super out of the box that I'm not thinking of. I mean, Gerard Gallant obviously is a, is a great option. I'm not crazy about Tortorella at the moment just because of what he might do to the, to a young team like this. I love, you know, I love the defense and the fact that he will whip the defense into shape and give us that, the grit and toughness that James Dolan apparently wants, but I just don't like, I don't want his effect on the young psyche of, of our team. That that's my thing. And then obviously Babcock is, is, a, is a dick. So fuck Babcock. No, no, absolutely. No, no Babcock. No, I've heard, I've heard a couple names that have been thrown around. I've heard Bruce Boudreaux. I don't want Boudreaux Hell no. either. Hell no. He's, he's terrible in the playoffs. Nope. Nope. I don't really want Claude Julian either. Nope. That was another one I heard. No, thank you. Here's, Here's one that I have heard, and I don't know if there's going to be much attraction behind it because I don't know. Claude Julian would be a Ranger. It would be such a Rangers hire, though. It would, that be. would be. It really would be. Here's one that I've heard, but I don't know if it's – I don't see it happening just because I think the Rangers are so set on hiring a coach with at least experience. I've heard Lane Lambert, and for anybody who has no idea who that is, He's Barry Trotz's right-hand man with the Islanders. Oh, God. He was with Barry Trotz in Nashville. He was with Barry Trotz in Washington and helped Barry Trotz win a Stanley Cup with Washington when they beat the Knights. If you can't beat him, hire him. Coach him. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one, but I I really, really think it's going to be someone that has experience. And I think right right off the bat, Gallant is first interview up. That says a lot about the the direction that I think the Rangers want to uh, want to go with, and and I think I think that uh, the Rangers are going to give uh, Chris Knobloch every opportunity to interview for the job and potentially get it. But I just think, especially with this young team that wants to make strides towards getting to the playoffs next year, you you have to hire someone with experience that knows what they're doing, and. Gerard is that guy, at least at least for me. Now, if it is John Tortorella, I will not cry. I won't. I mean, I'd be kind of like, I don't want to, I, I would be like super sad about it, but I'd just be like, oh, geez. I want to see Larry Brooks just quiver, just quiver in the corner, knowing that he'll have to do interviews again with John Tortorella. It's like caffeine-free Mike Keenan. <laughs> Bring... 
bring Dan Boyle back as, as an assistant coach. You have John Tortorella and Dan Boyle answering questions from yeah, Larry Brooks or, or probably yeah. saying no questions from Larry Bo- Brooks is more like it. Fuck you specifically. <laughs> so here's wait, go ahead, one go ahead. more. There's another outside the box candidate that people sure. talk about and I don't, I understand why, but I think that's never going to happen. And you, I'm sure you've heard this too. The moose. Yeah. But why though? If you want to bring in somebody with experience, then why would you bring in Mark Messier? Uh, you don't bring in Mark Messier. Mark Messier was lobbying for the job after they fired Tortorella. Uh, yeah, after they fired Tortorella before they hired AV. They, he was lobbying for that job. I'm qu- of course he was. I mean, you know, you no. have a guy. Yeah. No, 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 thank you. If you want to bring him in and, and you know, have him work in the front office again, like he was when Tortorella was there. Maybe he's going to take Brian Leach's spot. As an advisor? Yeah, I doubt it. I think Messier has too much pride. But, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you saw the comments that Messier made that the, this Rangers team is not constructed the way that he likes and everything that he said is 100% right. You need guys that are willing to go in the back alleys and brawl. If so he's going to trade Capocacco for Ryan Reeves one for one is basically what? What Messier would do, yes. Yes, this is what Messier would do. Correct. That is what that is what Messier would do. Also, if, given, I mean, if given the chance. Yes. I think the thing with Lane Lambert, anybody that helped Tom Wilson win a Stanley Cup is not welcome with the New York Rangers. I couldn't agree more. Fuck Tom Wilson. So let's just go and talk about a broader picture. Although Barry Trotz is cool, though. Fuck Barry Trotz. He's not out there. Fuck him. Just talk about a broader scope now of the Rangers and what we think we need to do. And I'll start the conversation by talking about obviously the the whale in the room. That's Jack Eichel. And the white whale. He is our Jack Eichel is our white whale. He is the white whale. Yes. And basically what it would take, Adam, from from your point of view. I mean, I have my own thoughts about it. But I want to hear what you would think it's going to take, at least in theory, to get the Rangers, the white whale, Jack Eichel. You know, the funny thing about this sort of thing is that everybody's made up trade packages are always way higher than what the actual trade package is. Especially if Jack Eichel wants out. If Jack Eichel wants out and he specifically says, I'm not coming back, I'm not playing, guess what does to his value? I mean, there are people, Raiders. even when, when Gretzky got traded to the Kings, people were like, you know, you probably could have gotten a bit more for Gretzky. Like, yeah. You're true. So I think really the actual trade, like in an ideal world, if you're, a, let's say you're on an NHL franchise mode and you want to trade for Jack Eichel you'd probably have to give up one of Kako or Lafreniere because that's just how it is. As much as you don't want to. I mean, you're, get, you're going to be getting Jack Eichel. But I think in the real world that we, that we currently live in, with Buffalo being a shit show of an organization, a first-time GM in Kevin Adams who doesn't have a much, too much experience and also doesn't have a lot of leverage either. Um. And you saw the trade package for Taylor Hall also. And yeah, fact, but d- different circumstances, though. Taylor no, it is, Hall was a rental. 
Right. Whereas Eichel, I believe, has five more years of team control before he becomes an unrestricted free agent at 29 years old. Still, he'll get well, a think, uh, he'll get a nice yeah. payday at 29. Well, I think the Ra- the Rangers, the ball is in their court. Well, not just them. It's the team teams are looking to trade for Eichel because yes, the Rangers, does, yeah, the Kings, the Kings, the Canadians. I've heard as well could be in on team, that. When I was listening to uh, another to a Leafs podcast, they were like, you know, we could just trade for Jack Eichel. It'd be great. Move John Tavares to the wing. With trade what cap space? I know exactly. With trade what will, cap space? Trade William Nylander for Jack Eichel. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll accept. Um, yeah. Here's what I think it's going to cost. I don't think I honestly I don't think it's going to be because people are throwing around you know Capocacco, Alexi Lafreniere, K. Andre Miller as well. I think it's going to be it's got to be Lund- Lundqvist and a first round pick, and probably maybe Braden Schneider. I think he's selling it short. I think he's selling it short. I think it's going to require two first round picks right off the bat this year and next year for the Rangers. They have a ton of assets. They they can absolutely dump one of the best farm systems in the National Hockey League already. So you can afford to take some guys out of that. So I, I would say the ideal package, at least for me, would be if you take the two first-round picks this year's and next year, so 2021-2022 first-round picks. Say you take Stromer and you take... If they want, if they want a defenseman, Schneider's okay. If they want more of an NHL-ready player, take let's say, and this, this this is where it gets hard because you have so many young players that can really make an impact. If they if they will take Stromer, Stromer, Gauthier, and Schneider, and two first-round picks, that's great. I would do that. If they wouldn't take that. And they would demand something in the range of. They're probably going to want Kraftsoff. That's where I was getting at. Is if Vitaly Kraftsoff is a part of the deal, and they want Kraftsoff, does that deter people a little bit? Here's a, here's something. What if they traded? You know, Keith Kincaid actually did pretty well for the Rangers. As the backup to to Shesty. Yeah, but you need someone to expose for the expansion draft. Hold on. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah. But what if you throw in, what if you trade, like put Georgiev in that package? Yeah, his value though is tanked. Tanked. They offered him in the package last year. Last summer, they put him in the package. It's true. For for Eichel. And this year, he did nothing to help his value. So, Except for punching Tony D'Angelo. True. Very true. Here's another one, too. And I think this opens up a different kind of conversation now about who we think is and isn't good for the future of this team. Pavel Buchnevich is a restricted free agent coming off of a career year and is going to want to get paid. Do you take the rights the restricted free agent rights to Pavel Buchnevich with Ryan Strom and two first round picks ship that to Buffalo for Jack Eichel where you keep crafts off. So you're not trading Lundqvist. Either. You're not trading Lundqvist. You're trading Schneider. You're trading Booch. You're trading Stromer and two first round picks. 
Because here's how I think of this. If you are so high, like most Ranger fans are, about someone like Capo Caco, Capo Caco should be playing first-line minutes. Alexi Lafreniere could be playing first-line minutes. So if you were to take a first line of, let's say it's Alexi Lafreniere, um, Mika Zibanejad, and Capo Caco, but then on a second line, you have, let's say, Panarin, Eichel, and if you want to put Kreider there, you could put Kreider there, totally fine. Or if you want to put Kraftsov there, put Kraftsov there. I don't care. You know, it doesn't look too bad. It doesn't no, look, it too, doesn't bad look too bad. Because I think what people what people get so hung up on too, and Adam, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is we talk about all of these young players so much. Kraftsov, every everyone was waiting for you know Vitaly Kraftsov, Vitaly Kraftsov for two years. Really, was all the talk about when he when is he gonna come. Capococco, same deal. Alexi Lafreniere, same deal. Morgan Barron as well. Just coming onto the scene. You have so many young players and not enough spots to fill in this lineup. I mean, I mean, nothing against, you know, uh, Vitaly Kraftsov or, or anything like that. But Vitaly Kraftsov, I, I wouldn't say Vitaly Kraftsov is a success if he's only playing third line minutes. This is a kid that, based on what I've seen, can be a really, really good player and should be playing top six minutes consistently and with better with better players, quite frankly. I mean, he was playing on a line with Kevin Rooney at times, Phil DiGiuseppe at times, Brett Howden. Yes. He's better than all of them. He's better than all of them. So... It comes yeah. down to you. If you want to say that Tally Krasov is no better than a third line winger, put him in that deal, ship him to Buffalo for Eichel. If you think he's better than that, then one of those guys in front of him has to go Buchnevich or Kako. And I bet if you ask a hundred Ranger fans who they would rather give up Kako or Buchnevich, 99 out of a hundred would say Buchnevich hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I think that it's true. I mean, Buchnevich, it- is already making $3.25 million mm-hmm. uh, this past year, and he's going to want more than that. Um, Kako still has a year, and so does Kraftsoff. They still have a year until they are RFA eligible. Correct. And it's it's tough because you're going to have to deal. I, th- I do think that Strom is in this package, obviously. Because I think so too. You're not going to have Strom as your third line center potentially. And also the Rangers are going to have to deal with because Strom and Zibanejad are, are UFAs the same year mm-hmm. after 21-22. And who are they putting more money towards re-signing? Zibanejad. Yeah. It's Mika. Duh. Zibanejad, of course. He, here's what I would also say too. I don't want the Rangers to make this trade for one reason. One reason. If they're not going to sign Zabanajad this summer. Because this is the summer now where the Rangers have, I believe it's in the ballpark of $21 million worth of cap space. You bring an Eichel, Eichel automatically is going to take up 10 and a half, and then depending on money that moves in each way, say he probably takes seven and seven and a half of that. So then you're looking at about 14, 15 million worth of cap space right there. 
and then other moving parts that can happen with salaries and, and, and things like that. For me, I would want the top two centers for the New York Rangers to be Mika Zibanejad and Jack Eichel. I wouldn't want one and not the other. I think if, if you bring an Eichel only to just see Zibanejad walk next summer, what good is that? What yeah, good is that? Then- you, you just traded a ton of assets to get Eichel only for then for you to then let Mika walk. Like that makes no sense. That makes no sense to me. So if you're going to bring in Eichel, you better re-sign Zibanejad. I think the best bit of business that the Rangers can do this summer in terms of just in-house sort of deals, keep Zibanejad. Lock him up, five, six-year deal, done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're going to have Brendan Smith's big contract coming off the books, which is huge. Brendan Smith, Mark Stahl, and Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. All those contracts off the books. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty big. But we're still paying Brad Richards, though. <sighs> <laughs> love Brad. I absolutely no, wait, love no, we're him. not. Isn't he? It's amnesty. Oh, amnesty okay. Contract? Yes. Yes. Yes, we're you're right. We're still playing Shattenkirk. And Dan yeah, we're still, we're, we're still paying Shattenkirk. We're still we're paying Dan Girardi to be an assistant coach for the Buffalo Sabres. We we there was a time where we paid Dan Girardi to coach against the New York Rangers. <laughs> so so Adam, before we go into talking about the NBA, I'm gonna get a bold prediction from you for the Rangers yeah. summer. What's your bold prediction for what the Rangers do this summer? My bold prediction Your is bold prediction. That the New York Rangers don't trade for Jack Eichel. And they basically they re-sign both Zibanejad and Strom to to contracts. Ugh, that's gross. That's that's horrid. Whatever. That's I mean, Zabanajet, I have no problem with. But Strom, Strom has been terrible, though. No, I'm not saying he's been. I'm not saying he's been terrible, but it's just like obviously you'd rather Strom's have Eichel. not Eichel. No, of course not. Strom, Strom is not Eichel. Um, my, you want to hear my bold prediction? Sure. The Rangers sign Alexander Ovechkin. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to get a reaction. We don't. We don't need any more wingers. We don't need any more. Can Ovechkin play center? Like, come if on. If he can play center, then yes, that's my bold prediction. That's my bold what prediction. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Ovechkin comes in and plays center. Perfect. Oh Done. God. That, that's ridiculous. Done. He'll play center. Um, uh, my bold prediction. God, I'm going to say. I'm going to say the Ra- the Rangers. The Rangers sign it, Ryan Getzloff. It'll not be. It won't be, a Jack Eichel thing. I don't. I would rather not talk about it. I'm going to say the Rangers do sign somebody that I think every Rangers fan should absolutely 100% be getting behind. Oh, God, I know if, where you're going with this. If they, if he is signed. Adam, who, who am I talking about? Derek Stepan? No. Oh. Nope, it is not Derek Stepan. It is Jordan Martinuk from Carolina, Ooh. unrestricted free agent, bottom six guy with skill, Basically, he could be our own little Tom Wilson, only he isn't a cheeky little bitch like Tom Wilson is. 
Well, yeah, he's the, I mean, do you really think Carolina's going to let him go? He's their alternate captain. Unrestricted free agent, though. Well, Carolina okay. has a lot of free agents that they have to deal with. They do. Well, they have a lot. And they have a lot of guys that are up for new contracts. A, a lot, a lot. Martin Nook is making $2.1 million this year. So he'll get a raise on that. But if you look at the 2021-2022 roster, who they have going into next year, the Hurricanes have 13 players under contract with about doing rough math in my head, 14, 24, 34, 38, 42, 46, about, about $48 million tied into 13 guys. And they need to sign Fogel, McGinn, Martinook, um, probably Dougie Hamilton. Jake Bean is a restricted free agent. Well, they have to sign Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton is uh, his contract's up. Yeah, no. Hamilton's a free agent. Jake Bean is a restricted free agent. Yep. All of their goalies are free agents also all three of them so yeah. you know they they need somebody they i think you know now that i'm looking at this there's probably you know who's also a free agent even though we don't need any more wingers who somebody is good i want to see the balls on some on some gm it's like you know what you know that that Svechnikov you got over there we're gonna we're gonna sign him to a to an offer sheet. Montreal try it with Aho. Yeah, and that worked out. Could Montreal go back and do it with Svechnikov? And he's really good. He's really good. So good. He's really good. But uh, yeah, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to be on the lookout for uh, what happens with the Rangers. And then Adam, I think I can make this promise to you right now, if you would like, we can do a uh, free agency basement talk podcast for the nhl if you would like i would love to do that that would be absolutely stupendous okay let's talk about the oh we didn't even talk about the playoffs no we didn't we spent all this time talking about the rangers not a problem not a problem all right let's hit on these quick let's hit on these quick we'll go through and predict our uh stanley cup finals we're gonna make this super fast because we have to talk about the nba all right so we're gonna start in the east the number one seed, Pittsburgh Penguins. Number four seed, New York Islanders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Islanders. I'm going to go for forfeits. <laughs> I get, I would go with the Penguins. Okay. Just because I, but I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough series for both. It's going to be, teams. Very, it's going to be a hard fought series. Hard fought series. I'm going with the Islanders because the Islanders and the Penguins they played each other pretty evenly throughout yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. And Chris Letang had the most points against the Islanders than he had against anybody else combined. Almost, I think he scored. I think he actually, and this is all seriousness. I think he scored. He had two games where he scored twice, both against the Islanders. I'm almost positive. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Love Chris Letang. I hope he kicks the Islanders' asses. But me too. I am taking the Islanders. I think the Islanders would do win that series. All right, the number two seed Capitals versus number three seed Bruins. I'm going for the Capitals. Yeah, 
I hate it, but I think the Capitals are going to win. So we go to the north side of the bracket. The number one seed, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the number four seed, Montreal Canadiens. Give me the Leafs. Yeah. Leafs roll. If the Leafs don't win this series, hell to pay in in Toronto. Yeah, definitely. All right, the number two seed, Edmonton Oilers, number three seed, Winnipeg Jets. Give me the Oilers. Honestly, I think this really depends on Halibut for Winnipeg. If Connor Halibut stands on his head, I think that when it, that you know Winnipeg might actually steal a series from the Oilers. Are you picking? Are you picking the Jets? You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go contrarian. I'm going to pick the Jets. Okay. All right. In the Central, we have the number one seed Hurricanes against the number four seed Predators. Give me the Canes. Yep. Canes, definitely. The Canes are probably going to come out of this division. I think so. Out of this side of the bracket, most likely. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Number two Panthers versus the number three seed Tampa Bay Lightning. Give me the Lightning. Oh, you mean the de facto Stanley Cup final? I'm. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's ridiculous that this has to be just a first round playoff matchup when it might be the best round in the entire in the entire playoffs. Oh, I think it is. Um, I think that this game is going to be seven games, going to go to like double overtime, and probably Sasha Barkov scores the winner in game seven. You're going with the Panthers? Yep. Okay. Joe Quenville, go. man. I know. Joe Quenville against the Lightning. Well, I you're, going, you're, going against, you're going against John Cooper. Hofstra grad. I'm aware. Disturbing. I'm sick, I'm sick of Tampa teams winning championships. Disgraceful. Horrid. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Horrid. it. Horrid. Moving to the West. Number one, Colorado Avalanche versus number four seed St. Louis Blues. Give me the Avs. Avs. Number two seed, Vegas Golden Knights. Number three seed, Minnesota Wild. Give me the Golden Knights. Yep. Golden Knights. Although the Wild are going to make it a series, though. All right, so let's move back up to the east. I have the Islanders. Adam has the Penguins, and we have them going against the Capitals. I'm going to take the Islanders. Um, with the Barry Trotz Darby. Barry Trotz Darby, yeah, for, for me at least. For you, it's the Penguins and the Caps. Crosby yeah, um, Ovechkin. I think, oh, that's going to be, I mean, it will be interesting both ways. I think the, hmm, I think the Penguins. I think the Penguins, okay. Yep. All right, so then we'll have uh, from that first part, the one seed and the four seed going on the uh, Eastern Conference Final. All right, so we have back down to the north. Adam and I both have the Toronto Maple Leafs. I have them going against the Oilers, and Adam has them going against the Jets. And I do have some breaking news for you, Adam, that's pertinent to you. Sergio Aguero has agreed to a contract with Barcelona. Uh, I'm not surprised. Also, David Luiz is leaving too. He is? Yeah. Oh, it's a sad day for Hare. It's a very sad day for Hare at Arsenal Football Club. I'm sure uh, I'm sure London Colney, though, is very excited. They don't want to spend so much money on hairspray. So the Leafs. Leafs versus the Oilers for me. Leafs versus the Jets for Adam. I'm taking the Leafs. Um, I'm taking the Leafs, but it's going to be it's going to be a clench. It's going to be a clench series. I agree. I, I, I do agree. So I mean, for- the Leafs and the Jets, like, listen, Leafs-Oilers, 
might be it's going to be like a shootout it's going to be like seven to four probably yep for most games but leafs jets is going to be like a incredibly series tense. yeah it's going to be incredibly tense yeah definitely i'm i'm looking forward I'm, i would look forward to that series i mean the leafs coming out against the canadians either or with the oilers or the jets no problem that would be on it would be unbelievable series yep. either way all right, so we move to the second round in the Central. I have the Canes and the Lightning. Adam has the Canes and the Panthers. I'm going to take the Hurricanes. Yeah, I'm going to take the Hurricanes. Okay. All right, so we both have the Hurricanes in the semifinal. And then we have both of us. It's the same. The Avalanche and the Golden Knights. Arguably, they, that's... Maybe this is the de facto Stanley Cup final. This is the de facto Stanley Cup final. Yes. Um this is a really tough one because both of these teams, you could make a case that these were the two best teams in hockey all year long, and they're going to be meeting each other in the second round of the playoffs. Here's my tiebreaker for this okay. arbitrary shit. President's trophy curse, Vegas Golden Knights advance. Okay. That's my tiebreaker um, is arbitrary shit. My tiebreaker is who has the best player. And the best player in that series is Nathan McKinnon. I'm going with the Avs. Okay. Going with the Avs. So, in the semi, Adam has the Penguins. I have the Islanders going against the Leafs. And I'm going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm also going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, so we both have the Leafs in our Stanley Cup final. Oh, my God. And What a time that would be. That would be electric and then in the other semifinal we both have the hurricanes adam has the knights i have the avalanche and i'm gonna take the avalanche um this is tough i think i'm gonna take oh god i'm gonna take the knights but it's also it's giving me another seven game series it's giving me one of those it's gonna be really tough Mm -hmm. i agree so then we have our Stanley Cup final. I have the Maple Leafs versus the Colorado Avalanche. Adam has the Maple Leafs versus the Golden Knights. And I am going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. The Canada curse to win the Stanley Cup is over. Lord Stanley Cup is going back to Canada. What's well, going back to I agree. It's going back to Toronto for the first time since 1967. All the curses are breaking in the 2020s, apparently. Apparently. Except for the president's the president's uh, trophy curse, yeah, because the Avalanche don't win the Stanley Cup, right? So I'm going. Can you imagine? Go Maple that would be so. That would be like the craziest final for for Maple Leafs fans because it's like Toronto's like Nas, what are you doing? You're oh my god, I because you know Nazem Kadri is still is on the is on the Maple Leafs. That's true. That would that would that I would mean, be he the, was on, he was on the Maple Leafs. That, the it would be the Nazem Kadri derby. So, let's just go right in talking about the NBA. And let's try and keep this as tight as we possibly can. Because we spent so much time talking about the Rangers. We spent so much time talking about the Rangers. So, we'll start with the West and then we'll work our way East. So basically we have our teams in the West, the jazz, the Suns, the Clippers, 
the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Trailblazers, the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, and the San Antonio Spurs. What really is to play for right now is who is going to be playing in the last play-in seed. It's between the Mavs, it's between the Blazers, and it's between the Lakers. The Lakers have played 70 games. The Trailblazers have played 71. So the Lakers do have a game in hand there. LeBron has been... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Well, I just want to say something about the NBA. Like, it shows how little divisions matter in the NBA for playoffs because the Mavs already clinched their division and there's a chance that they can be in the play-in tournament. It's true. Which is, which is a disgrace. Yeah, I feel it, that doesn't make any sense. If you clinch your division, you should be, you should be exempt from the play-in tournament. I agree. I agree, but here, here they are. Um, I mean, to start, Adam, your thoughts on the play-in as a whole? I'm not crazy about it. I think it's interesting just because it gives teams more to fight for. But um, I don't know. I think there are some sports where playoff expansion is necessary. Baseball for years, I feel like too few teams made the playoffs. And that's why you, they needed to add the wild card and then, and then the second wild card. And even now, I still think that too few teams make the uh, baseball playoffs. But um, for basketball and for hockey also, I think that eight teams per conference is just enough. And I, th- it just, you know, in soccer, it's always about fixture conge- congestion. But I feel like it's kind of like you're playing, these teams are already playing so many games and it gives a disadvantage to teams in like the playing tournament. And, you know, it just seems like a gimmick, like a sideshow, in my opinion. It comes down to one thing and one thing only. It comes down to green. The NBA knows that these playing games are going to generate so much revenue. Like, holy Hannah. Everyone will be well, yeah. watching these games. Well, Everyone. I mean, especially since teams like the Lakers and the Warriors are going to be in it. If, exactly. If the Lakers and Warriors are in it. The Warriors are confirmed, but the Lakers are going to be in it. The Celtics are going to be in it. Also, you know, LaMelo Ball, of course, everybody's golden child, who is not named R.J. Barrett, is going to be in it. Do you mean Julius Randle? Yes. Yeah, whatever. Same difference. But Both of them. I mean – you're, I, I think the NBA, though, is really hoping that the Lakers end up in this play-in tournament because I think, you know, if you have the Lakers in there, it adds absolutely more intrigue. I don't know if you have the same intrigue, if it's the Blazers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs. People will still watch, no doubt. I mean, I know I will. I'll, I'll absolutely watch it because it's playoff basketball, one-off, one-off sort of game. That's that. But all kidding aside, the Lakers in that, like my god yeah that would be poetic because fuck lebron number one i know fuck lebron so to see him frank vogel too i don't i don't i don't mind frank vogel as much he's kind of a puppet he's harmless he's such a boring guy he's so boring i mean listen i this comes from a guy that that has had to cut up frank vogel's press conferences 
for the past year and change. Facts. Working at uh, CBS Sports Radio. Um, it, he, he's boring. His answers are boring. He, he's boring. He's a boring guy. Like Terry Stotts also, the coach of the Blazers. He's oh, also I love boring. Terry Stotts. Love he's him. great. He's a great coach, but he's boring. Well, most coaches are boring. I mean, I think Tom Thibodeau was a little boring. No, but like I worship Tom, him, man. He, he's great. He gives he he doesn't know how to complete a thought, but he's in, he's a very interesting guy. <laughs> love him, absolutely love Tibbs. Um, so Steve Nash is boring, actually. Also, fuck Steve Nash, fuck him. So before we move on to the East, uh, Adam, who do you think is coming out of the West? Because this this oh my oh my god, you have you can make a Wide case open. for every single one of these teams to come out of the West. Well, maybe maybe not the Grizzlies or the Spurs, but you can make a case for the Warriors. You make a case for the Lakers, the Blazers, Mavs, Nuggets, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. I mean, it wouldn't be a strong case for the Warriors. No, it would not be a strong case. Really, the case would be who's defending Steph Curry and his bombs that he's going to have, pretty much. That's that. That's the argument. So who do you think wins uh, Wins the West, Adam, if you had to pick? God, it's such a tough – it's a really tough decision. Like a really, really tough decision. Um, I think – I think it's Phoenix. Interesting. It's, I, like you said, I mean, you can make a case for really, for me, I can make a case for the top four teams in the, yep. in the East, or in the West, because I think the Maverick, because personally, I think the Mavericks should go, should die in a fire, but <laughs> why? Why? Die, in a, die in the lottery anyway. Well, yes. Yes, we want them, we we wanted them to be in the lottery, but for I, our own for our own personal benefit. I um, wish, you know how you say, "I wish you nothing but success." I wish nothing, but I wish failure nothing. of the Dallas Mavericks. I wish nothing but failure for Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Clippers. They're my pick at the beginning of the season. I'm sticking with them. Now, obviously, it comes down to, you know, is Kawhi ready to go? But this this is a loaded Western Conference. You probably have league MVP Nikola Jokic with the Nuggets, Devin Booker, Chris Paul with the Suns, uh, Donovan Mitchell with the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, the Stifle Tower, great guy. The stifle, then, is that what he's called? Is that the Stifle Tower, yes. The stifle Tower, that's the amazing. Stifle Tower, yes. Then you have, of course, AD and, and LeBron with the Lakers, Lillard and McCollum with the Blazers can't sleep on that. And then, of course, probably, in my opinion, maybe the best overall player in the NBA. You can make a case for it, at least, with uh, Luka Doncic in, uh, in Dallas. So loaded, loaded Western Conference. But I'm, just, I'm, still, taking the, uh, I'm still taking the Clippers. Please, Luka's not even the best player on his own team. It's, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. And Tim Hardaway Jr.? You mean, uh, God. <laughs> God. I was going to say something, but I like my job security. <laughs> Anywho, let's go. Let's move on to the East. Of course, the battle at the top between the 76ers, the Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Still a lot to play for there. I would say the Bucks probably a long shot to finish as number one seed. So it comes down to the 76ers and the Nets. Then you have the log jam behind between the Atlanta Hawks, the Miami Heat. And of course, everyone's favorite basketball team, the New York Knicks. Right, exactly. Great team. I mean, do you think the Knicks um, 
end up fighting all the way up to the fourth seed? Fourth seed, no. No, I don't. But what helps is that the Knicks do have a game in hand on Atlanta. Atlanta sitting at 40 and 31, the Knicks sitting at 39 and 31. So that game in hand is going to come very much in handy when uh, when it is all said and done. But, I mean, I would love, love to be the four seed. The problem is I don't want to be facing Miami. That's what scares me is I just really don't want to have to face the Miami Heat. That's fair. Because they are as hot as anybody right now in the NBA. So, I, I listen, I, I, I don't want that. No, thank you. They've won four in a row, I believe. Yeah, something like that. They're, they're a very good team. They're a very good team. And we saw, we saw what they were able to do last year. Catch hot, get hot going in the playoffs. And Eric Spolcher, with his experience, take them all the way to, to an NBA final. I mean, if they're going to get everybody healthy, which it seems like they are. Yep. Um, I mean, the reason that they were that they kind of struggled is just because, um, you know, they didn't have Bam Adebayo for for a bunch of games. True. And he and he was another thing that I've learned cutting uh, post game interviews at CBS Sports Radio is that the Heat are basically nothing without Bam Adebayo. They're terrible without Bam Adebayo. Defensively, they're a mess. Yes. Defensively, they are a mess. They can still score, but defensively, they are all over the map without Bam Adebayo. So if you can, if you could tell me that you know Bam is going to be healthy, which he's been, he's been, you know, against uh, against the Celtics the other night, he was very, very good as he normally is. He's the best defensive big in, in the NBA. So you put him in a series where I mean, let's face it, say say it is the Knicks where the Knicks, you know, they are a little light in their front court. No, I mean, Mitchell, you, no Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, Nerlens Noel. You're going to yeah. have Nerlens Noel go up against Bam Adebayo? Come on. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. So I, I, I'm kind of hoping, you know, to an extent that we we kind of stay where we are unless the Heat do drop to the six. The way that I would love it is would if Would you rather play Atlanta? I would much rather play Atlanta, yes. Would much rather play Atlanta. I don't mind playing Milwaukee if it stays this way. I don't mind it because we split the season series with Milwaukee. So I'm good with that. I do not want to be the four and then have Miami be the five or Miami be the four and us be the five. I do not want that because that just spells doom. Yeah. And I want to, I want to be able to be in a position at least where he might be able to play Brooklyn. I mean, exactly. I mean, how much of a factor is it also that uh, Victor Oladipo is done for the season? You know, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I I think I'm I'm being very contrarian when I say that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because I just I don't think Oladipo's that good. And I mean, shoot me for saying that, but I, I, I don't think he's that good personally. So I mean he wasn't like he wasn't great with when he, in his four games or five games with his my with Miami. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, to me, it's not a huge loss, personally. Okay, and it's not it is not that big of a loss. So, 
Uh, but Miami, Adam, Miami is tough though. Yeah, because yeah. They, I don't. They, I do not want Miami. All five positions can rain fire on you. Correct, Miami. Correct. So, Adam. First of all, I have two questions for you. Who's going to be the number one seed in the East, and who's winning the East? Well, obviously, the New York Knicks and the New York. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I think the Sixers are going to be the number one seed. And I think that um, I think it's probably going to be Milwaukee. Although, either maybe us. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe maybe Miami. Even I wouldn't be shocked if it's Miami again. I think if Brooklyn's healthy and they have all three of their stars in the playoffs, they they're they're winning the East. They're winning the East. Makes me sick to say it. I'm just I'm speaking the truth. Brooklyn I, I has learned, all their stars. They are winning the East. I learned last year that you should never, ever, ever, ever discount Eric Spolster in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. But Brooklyn with their three stars are better than everybody else by a lot. By a lot. Yes. So hopefully, hopefully Harden or Kyrie don't want to show up. So I'm taking Brooklyn to uh, to be the number one seed. I'm taking Brooklyn to uh, go to the NBA Finals. Okay. To so, set up to set up my finals at the beginning of the year. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I didn't have the Nets in the uh, finals. I think I, I think I had the Bucks in the finals. I think I did. Oh no, it was 76ers. I apologize, 76ers. Well, I mean that would be pretty tough. Because to I thought. Because I finals. I thought my bold prediction at the beginning of the year was that the 76ers would get James Harden. So I had just assumed Harden and Bede, who's stopping that? 76ers go to the finals. So, but now we have to deal with the uh, with the Nets. And if it is, if it is a Nets-Clippers NBA finals, come on, LA. LA, City of Champions. City of Champions, yes. <laughs> All right. So well, my well, no, well, mine is would be probably my either Miami or Milwaukee going up against Phoenix. That would be Miami, Miami finals. Milwaukee, interesting. That's outside the box. Yes, very outside the box, Adam. Okay, so Adam Heat versus the Suns. How thematic? Are you ready for the surprise? I am ready for the surprise. Okay, as I said at the beginning. We are doing a Mount Rushmore on Star Wars characters. Oh, my God. Star Wars characters. They could be big. They could be small. Doesn't matter. So. Well, good thing there's no size requirement because I'm sure Yoda is going to be on one of our one of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to spin the pen. We're looking for butt side. The terrible radio. I apologize. So I'm going to give this thing a spin. And it is on you, Adam. So Adam, you get the number one overall selection. And of course, it is a snake. So you get one. I get two. You get two. So on, so on. Okay. Well, this one is pretty easy. Should I just write it down right now? Just, yeah, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wait, what? What? I'm not going to pick... You took Obi-Wan from me? Yeah, I'm not going to put 
I'm not going to take Luke Skywalker first. You fucking dickhead. You you are such a dick. Why? Why would you take Obi-Wan from me? Fine, you want to trade? No, fuck you. I don't trade with snakes. Fuck you. You took Obi-Wan from me, dickhead. Ah, God. Oh, okay. So we, I think we need to have a discussion. We're talking about Star Wars in general. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're talking old, new trilogy, and then new, new trilogy. Yes. Okay. I would um, also consider animated series like Clone Wars. Yeah, that's fine. So. That's fine. Just, yeah. I'm good with that. Uh, all right. So then I need to think. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to take uh, Darth Vader. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Darth Vader slash Anakin. That's fair. Because it's the same guy. Same guy. It's Darth Vader slash Anakin. And then I get another choice. I'm gonna take. Hmm. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my guy R2D2. Okay. Great guy. Go I'm ahead. gonna take Luke Skywalker, obviously. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, you got Obi. You have Obi Wan and Luke. That's that's. I'm not coming back from that. And then I'm going to take. I w- I was thinking about saying a name that would actually that would really piss you off. Why I'm not going to? Good. Do I, it. I'm, I know I'm not. Do it. Embrace your hatred. I will not. I'm picking Han Solo as my. Third. Oh, you asshole! <laughs> you are such an asshole adam that was my next pick wow really yes I was say miss windu i thought you were gonna be really mad at me for that fuck mace windu you could have him <laughs> oh shit mm. all right i gotta pull some out of my ass now all right i'm gonna it's go a big galaxy him. bird i thank you so much i'm gonna take yoda okay i'm gonna take yoda's one and then, hmm. see, I want to say General Grievous, but the problem is he doesn't get much airtime. No, he doesn't. Oh, oh, I'm taking Princess Leia. Damn it, bird. I love Princess Leia. I do too. Princess Rest Leia. Carrie Fisher. She's Easy. great. Damn it. I, I'm, I'm mad that I took. R2-D2 over Luke Skywalker. That's, I know. That's I was terrible. like, you wanted him so bad. That's I thought so you were going to take Luke Skywalker. I was like, No, I didn't you... want Luke Skywalker that bad. I wanted Obi-Wan. That's okay. That's who I wanted. Obi-Wan is my fucking goat. I'm aware. You were the chosen one. You were sent to destroy the Sith, not join them. All right, I'm going to go. Bring peace to the force. <laughs> not leave it in darkness. I'm going to go uh, outside the box for my for my pick. I One swear that, to God, if you say Jabba the Hutt. No, I'm not going to pick Jabba the Why would – no. Actually, out of the outside the box. I'm okay. going to pick – have you ever watched Clone Wars? I have. I'm going to pick Ahsoka Tano. Ooh, good pick. Good pick. Yep. All right, so Adam picked Ahsoka Tano, Han Solo. Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
I have Darth Vader and Anakin Sky- Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker took either or. I am going to change R two D two. I'm going to change R two D two. I'm making a sub here. My, my show, my rules. I'm taking Chancellor Palpatine slash the Emperor. Fair enough. Oh no! Do I want to do? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with uh with Emperor Palpatine. So Darth Vader, Anakin Team Skywalker, Support and Carrie Fisher. Yes. Chance of Palpatine. Yep. Yoda, Princess Leia. Very shocked that no one said Chewbacca because Chewbacca is a goat. Yeah. Well, actually, he's a Wookiee. Right here. That's for you. Because this is a family program. I won't. I won't say. As you've said, as you have said to me many, 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 many times, Bird, you just put that on a tee, and I hit it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I cannot, I cannot criticize someone who likes to play some deep ball. Yep. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Basement Talk podcast. A big thank you, Adam, for coming on to the program, talking some puck, talking some ball, talking some Star Wars. And the next time you'll be on the program, we'll probably be in about a month from now when we're getting ready for NHL free agency. Oh, on Bobby Bonilla Day? On Bobby Bonilla Day. God damn it, I hate why can't Steve Cohen just say, you know what, Bobby, here's all of your money. Get Fuck out off. of my face. Fuck off now. So Adam, of course, will be on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show next week. We'll be talking a lot more about the NFL schedule next week, what it means for fantasy, things of that nature. So definitely tune in for that. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast, Basement Talk Podcast. You all know the drill by now. Leave us a five-star review. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So for Adam, I am Bird, when we will see you next time on the Basement Talk podcast. Really, I should say we'll see you next time on the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show because that is where you will find Adam and I. So wherever we'll find you, we'll see you there. Bye-bye.